Good morning, everyone. This is Pod Bros. It is Wednesday, the week of Thanksgiving. I'm Luke. And I am Nick. And together we make up Pod Bros. Um, it looks like Friday, hopefully our Friday show, we are going to have a special guest in the booth. Um, and that will be our uh, our little bro, Joe. Um, I just wanted to rhyme. How did, how did that turn out? Did it turn out all right? Eh. On a scale. Six. All right. So... Um, we're going to see if we can get Joe to be on the on the cast on Friday and, and join in on the banter. Um, happy Wednesday. Indeed. To everyone. It is our my favorite day of the week. Um, our old, and, our old uh, co-worker uh, hated this day because <laughs> of the, um, the, the old State Farm commercial. State Farm. With the... Uh, yeah, it is State Farm. Was it State right? Farm? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, with the, with the, uh, the camel. You know, because it's, it's old, but yeah, it's old enough, Which you know, a, where, where he's, uh, you. You, you know, where he's, um, I'm going to ignore that, Continue. <laughs> you know, where he's, uh, he's happy. It's hump day. So happy hump day to everybody. Hump day. Hump day. Um, so, uh, he's, uh, he's not sure the camel wasn't sure, um, that it was the middle of the week, but he has a hunch. So. Mm. Does that that doesn't flow with that joke, does it? Because no, it, it's a got, camel hump. It's an actual it's a hump. It's not a it's hunch. Actually, it's not a hunch. No, a hunch is He's not like Quasimodo. Right, Quasimodo is not sure who um, lit the the thing on fire over there, but he has a the hunch. The cathedral. The cathedral. Yeah, yes. I didn't know it was called a cathedral. Yes. No, I knew that. I just forgot the cathedral, word. It's early. Cathedral for me. is like the name for a fancy church. Oh. I'm going to avoid that because I have somewhere I could go with my brain on this one that's probably unhealthy. So um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. We're going to hit on uh, a little bit more history for Thanksgiving with Indeed. the pilgrims and uh, the the turkeys. Um, so we've kind of mentioned the word genocide um, about the turkeys just like every day this week, but we haven't actually thrown out any numbers. So I was reading the other day that the number, um, like the average number, is somewhere in the neighborhood of 5 billion turkeys are are slaughtered for our um, our delicious consumption. Um, That's pretty fantastic. For everybody but you, because you don't like the turkey for, for Thanksgiving. No. I'm still trying to get Nick to tell the story of his traumatic experience as I, a child. I actually but. do like turkey at Christmas, though. But not Thanksgiving. But not Thanksgiving. Right. So sorry, you caught me mid uh, mid swig. I'm I'm drinking some uh, Earl Grey tea because it's delicious, um, and it is in my says you. It's in my uh, it's in my genie mug. It's actually one so. of the few teas I don't like. You don't like Earl Grey. Don't like. I Earl thought Grey. you liked Earl Grey. Nope. Is it because it's bitter? No, I just don't like the taste. Oh, okay. I think it just is a combination of all the different flavors. Oh, that makes sense. So that makes sense. I like a good tea though. Um, and and I prefer Earl Grey myself. Just uh, that's just how I don't know. I got into Earl Grey basically because of uh, as ridiculous as this is because of Captain Picard. 
Mm, yes. Because you know, it was always Earl Grey, hot. Indeed. You know. That is a very bad Captain Picard voice, but I tried. I tried. But I did um, a fairly decent uh, Teal'c voice, though. Indeed. Did, indeed. Um, so those are two different sci-fi shows, uh, but they're both really good. And one so, of them makes fun of the other one. So. Which is brilliant. So, so there's that. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're working on a couple of new segments that we're gonna try out. Um, we're gonna do uh, do a old movie of the week segment where we uh, discuss an old movie. So I'm I'm thinking of a a good uh, you know a good old movie with a good actor, right? So um, the the thought that comes to my mind would be the Ten Commandments. That that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I mean, you've got um, you've got Charlton Heston, which uh, I mean, great actor. Absolutely. And then you've got that supporting role of Ramses played by the one and only Yul Brenner. Absolutely. I mean, uh, talk about an actor's actor, right? Or a man's man. I mean, the guy oh, was yeah, for sure. The guy was pretty awesome. He um I remember reading that uh for the for the movie The Magnificent 7, which we'll talk about probably next week, um or at, or at some point. But for that particular movie, he actually traveled to Japan. Correct. Um and then um met with the the writer of the story and yes the the magnificent or the whoever yeah it was the it was a it was a samurai yeah, story the, the seven samurai I think the is seven what, is yeah the and he story. and he met with the writer of it and actually procured um, the rights to it yeah, he bought from that from man it. directly mm-hmm. you know and then made it public domain he did which is just you know that's magnificent because he liked the story so much. Yeah, and and it's a great story. We're so. talking about the Magnificent Seven. Right we now, are not. We are. Commandments. So let's go back to the Ten Commandments. So interestingly enough, we're talking about the two, of course, main actors in the movie, mm-hmm. Charlton Heston and Yul Brynner. But for its time, the entire movie was a uh, smorgasbord of A-list actors for the time period. Really? Yeah. Almost all of the main roles were A-list actors of of that of time the period. time period. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's just incredible. You know what? Let me pull this up real quick. So, um, I mean, just the sequences in that movie too, and the cinematography was yep. well, and you know, it, it won. Incredible. It did win an award for the uh, the uh, the Red Sea parting. Oh, okay. That actually did win an award. I wonder how they did that uh, with mad skills. <laughs> Is that a technical term? I, I believe so. Yes. <laughs> um. So that movie actually came out in 1956, um, and it was three hours and 40 minutes long. With an intermission in the middle. With an intermission in the middle. Um, Of course, Cecil B. DeMille, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so, uh, and it it is almost, as I remember, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but as I remember it, it was pretty darn accurate to the Bible. Yeah, if I I'm, mean they they, they took some correctly. they took some some licensing to you know make the story a little bit to fill in some of the details right because right. the the Bible the Bible is kind of like a it's like it, well at least with with some of the Old Testament stuff it's like reading a history book right there's not a lot of the detail right it's just this happened and we're moving you on. know this is well in the ten you know in the story of the Ten Commandments there is some detail I mean it's more yeah. than just this happened there is some you know some background and some some uh, understanding as to what happened, but uh, you know they they took a, li- a little bit farther. They made it a little bit more. Yeah, and took it took it somewhere that you know you know g- gave it gave it a little bit of life, more depth. Yeah, a little bit of depth. So so, so you were talking about the A list actors. So we're looking at uh, of course Charlton Heston played Moses. 
Yul Brenner, Ramses, um, Anne Baxter played Nefertiri. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward G. Robinson was Dathan, um, and I I recognize his face. He's a you know yep. he's a he was yep. a pretty big name back then. And Yvonne Di Carlo was so uh, was Sephora. Sephora is that how that's said? Um, what Sephora? S e p h o r a. I mean, PH is an F, right? I think so. Um, Sephora. I don't think, think it's Sephora. Right. I think it's Sephora. Sephora. Okay. It's Sephora. All right. And then uh, Deb- uh, that Deborah. Was his, that was his wife. Paget. Yeah. Teb- Deborah uh, Paget was uh, Lilia. Uh, John Derrick was Joshua. And of course, John Derrick is a is a famous A list actor who course, who yeah. worked with Yul Brynner on a regular basis. Didn't yes. He? Yeah. In in old West movies, so. I mean that's I mean just those those names I mean I guess if we were if we were a number of years or, or older I would say that we would recognize all of those names clearly and then um, of course uh, Seti right Cedric um, Cedric Har- Hardwicky Hardwicky yeah he was Sir Cedric Hardwicky yes. I'm sorry very my, very my... famous A list actor during the time period uh, uh, it was kind of a big deal that he was in the movie really yeah he yeah. is. Um, so he is. Uh, he was born in in, in Ley, England, mm-hmm. um, in eighteen ninety three. Wow, turn of the century. Yep. Or uh, turn of the nineteenth century. There. Yep. Yep. Um, and he went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Uh, made his stage debut in nineteen twelve. Um, and his oh, so he went to he went to war in World War One. Um, he he interrupted it and went to military service mm-hmm. for World War One, and mm-hmm. then he returned to the stage in nineteen twenty two. That's uh, that's pretty cool. He was big guy too, five nine, taller guy. I mean, I well for England, yeah. Well, and for period. me, and anybody, and for anybody over the you know, he was about height, my he was about my height, about your height. So it's about as tall as I am, five nine, five eight, something like that. So his last film, um, since we're just gonna jump on Cedric Hardwick. Hey, why not, Sir Cedric Hardwicky? Um, his last film was in nineteen sixty four, and it was called The Pumpkin Eater. Um, and then he died, unfortunately, you know, of course, as we all do. Life. Uh, August 6th, uh, 1964, in New York City, New York. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting stuff. So I think uh, along with the, since we're talking about the Ten Commandments, I think, uh, the t- well, I don't think I know. The Ten Commandments was during the period of time when they were making uh, Bible epics. Yes. And uh, the list of extras is pretty massive. Well, let's see. I here. think there's a, uh, they're probably not all mentioned in the credits, but... Um, I mean, there's a lot of them that oh, are mentioned. Was, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, there's a ton of backup actors. This was long before the days of CGI. Yep, and so you actually had to have and so, a full crowd of people. There. And so when you had three million people leaving Egypt... You had to have three million people well, leaving Egypt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you had to have about 10,000 people. Oh, my gosh. To do something Just like to make that. it look... To make it look To make full. it look for the screen. Um, you know, one that we'll probably talk about, uh, Ben-Hur... Oh, of did, course. Did yes. something similar. No, we're definitely going to do um, it. That one actually. Quova D also did something similar. <sighs> that great movie. So those will all these be stuff we'll talk movies. about. If, if you've never seen any of these movies. Bible epics. We, I encourage. I'm encouraging you. Absolutely. Take the time. They are fantastic Sit down movies. with the family. Make some popcorn. And, and get a chance to watch these. They are. They're good. Wholesome. Um, great stories. And just spectacles. Yep. You know, just true entertainment spectacles. The robe. Demetrius the Rogue, and the Demetrius and the Gladiators. Um, oh, I've got a li- we've got a list. If there's an old if there is an old movie that you want us to talk about, 
uh, shoot us a you know drop us a line let us know um, and uh, and we'll see if it's something that we've seen then um, we'll talk about it if it's not something that we've seen then I will look up the cliff notes somewhere and we'll talk about it too <laughs> right right <laughs> so anyway so my gosh this just scrolling down this page on on uh, on IMDb how many how many does it say how many are it doesn't uh, unaccredited rest of the list of cast and they're all unaccredited every single one of them it looks like does it give a number. It doesn't give a number. I could count it. You want me to count it? No, I think it says it on the previous page. Does it? Let's go back here. We're going to go back a page here. It's full cast. Oh, it doesn't say it. Okay, never mind. No, it doesn't say it. Well, anyway, just a huge list of actors. Um, You know, that brings up a a note of... um, you know where where did where did people go? Where you know we see actors and actresses and they show up on the screen and then they disappear. You know, um, I you know. Well, the, I know that there's a variety of reasons that people stop acting. I mean, a lot of people they'll, they'll retire, or they will, um, you know. So yeah, you know we can do we do some research on. Uh, I, I know on that I know that a lot of actors, um, especially some of the older actors, started in. Broadway, right doing on stage, stage, on stage do, or, or yes. do just doing stage plays, depending on where they're from. Correct, yeah. And they miss that because there's something there's something epic about acting on stage, a continuous play. Well, I mean, you have that it's, is it's that the is time missed. frame. Yeah, well, there's something know. that's missed in I think in movie in movie making, in that most movies, if you were to look at the production schedule, like the actual production schedule as to when scenes are filmed, you'd be amazed that. The majority of the film is filmed out of order. Oh, very much so. Very um, much so. Yeah, we're gonna film this scene over here, and then we gotta film the well, and which also change that kind of changes though the the level of ability to act because you've got to get yourself into the that mindset, feeling yeah. and that mindset of that particular. Well, I, know, and I know that, that particular. I know scene. that a lot of movies. I know a very common thing in a lot of movies is to film the final scene first, like the dramatic ending. If it's something like that, and I wonder why that is. I think it's because the actors are fresh, and, and you don't want get, them to be. You don't you want, want them to be fre- Yeah, you don't yeah, want them fresh. to be battle weary. Well, I know of, that, the, of the movie making by the end. I know that the first film they film, the first scene that they filmed in Bohemian Rhapsody was the yeah. was the very end that that last performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I watched a um, I watched a uh, interview with uh, with Rami Malek. Um, is that his name? I think so. I think that's how you say um, it. I think that's how you say it. If I if I said it wrong, please somebody correct me. Um, please somebody correct. Please. Me. <laughs> anyway, continue. Anyway, he said that it was the first thing he did. He walked onto set that day and walked out and performed that scene, and it was just, I mean, and you can't, you know, well, and you really couldn't tell in the in the movie you, that it was. I mean, when he you just when you so watch fresh. interviews with the with the band, it makes sense. Because they all talk about that being the turning point in the band in the band's career yeah. was well, and with. With the way the band was interacting with each other, because at that point, it was more like, "This is something we're going to do together, right?" And we're not going to go off and do solo acts because that's because that that was something that was happening in the band. So anyway, all right, and we jumped into a little bit more modern of a movie, but hey, that's the entertainment section of Pod sure, today. Sure. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're going to do a you know just a just a side note. Uh, that music that you hear, uh, we play in the beginning. Um, we're uh, you know give a shout out to NCS. Um, it is a uh, it's a, a little YouTube channel. Um, they've got uh, no copyright sound is is what that stands for. Um, and that song is called Kira New World, um, and it is 
It is royalty free. That's all um, they. Which all, is why all the stuff we, they do. Which is why we like it. And so we're going to play mostly their stuff on our on our thing. If there's a and they do a fantastic job. And they do. They do they a really great do. job. And so if you know of another um, royalty free uh, company that we can you know use as some bumper music, then let us know, and that'll be that'll be great. Um, so it's the bottom of the hour. Well, we've been talking for at least an hour. We have been talking for about 16 minutes. So it's not the bottom of the hour. False. So my time frame is way off. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I I was fully prepared for the bottom of the hour, and I don't know where to go from here. It's halfway to the bottom of the hour? So we're at the halfway point to the bottom of the hour, and uh, that's just a moment for us to, you know... Say we're halfway to the bottom Yay, of the Yay, this is Pod Bros. <coughs> halfway through, a quarter of the way through. I'm just bad with the time. We're halfway through, time. halfway through. Right. How about we talk about weather? We could talk about weather. Let's talk about weather. Because the weather looks like it's going to change uh, here. Well, the weather is already changing. Oh, and it's going to get a little colder. It is. I it's believe gonna actually get a lot colder. Um, you know that that new ice age that's coming. So. Um, yeah. So today it's going to be well. It's, it is. It's mostly cloudy and it's way windy outside. Um, with gusts up to thirty-seven miles an hour. Thirty-seven miles an hour. Thirty-seven miles an that's hour. That's really fast for Arizona. Um, we don't. Uh, we have. Uh, we have a lot of people up here in northern Arizona that don't even like to drive faster than twenty-five miles an hour. It's true, and that's on the highway. It is, um, which brings up another public service announcement. But we're not going to do that right now. You no, go right. We're going to finish the weather. So tonight, it's going to probably start raining. Um, there is a sixty percent chance of precipitation. Sixty percent. Yes. So that means we may or may not actually get. Participation well, because the, they're you know the percentage um, has to do it has to do with a variety of things. It has to do with the current weather conditions and then previous weather conditions on this day. Really? Yeah, it's it's actually a, a combination of things. Okay. It also has to do with um, a certain amount of the percentage. Also has to do with uh, the amount of rain that is coming down. Huh. So it could rain. Well, I'm not understanding that. So depending on how on how they're analyzing it or the way that they're talking about it, um, it'll actually be sixty um, percent of the area will get rain. Oh, okay. So it could say sixty percent, depending chance on chance of rain. Depending on what I it might is. not get any rain, but, but they might get did. some somewhere yeah. over there. Okay. So. Technically, so in this case, though, it says chance of precipitation is 60%. So in this case, they are, they're not giving a specific uh, percentage of the area. They're just saying that there's a 60% chance that we're going to get precipitation. Right. And precipitation means any precipitation at all. Precipitation is qualified as any uh, rain or any kind of water that goes from the cloud and touches the ground. Okay. So if it rains only over my house and I have a catch basin and it never touches the ground. It's still touching something, though. Oh. The reason I'm saying that is because... So something out of the in, air. In a, in a hot, dry area, it will actually can rain, 
and will evaporate before it touches the ground. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's tonight. And then tomorrow morning, we are at 90% chance of precipitation. Oh, so it's going to be a wet day tomorrow. And the high is going to be 43. Oh, jeez. With gusts up to 34 miles an hour. Um, and then, the big end then, Thursday and night, then. Uh, 100% chance of precipitation with snow. One to two inches possible of accumulation. Wow. Which means we'll actually get more snow than that, but it won't actually be cold enough to precip- to have any kind of um, accumulation. Okay. To it, cause the Past ground, the one or well, two Well, no, inches. what it is is that it has to start, once it starts snowing, and the snow hits the ground and then melts, and then it lowers the temperature of the ground. And once the ground gets past 32 degrees, as it's then on its it way down, stay. then it'll start to accumulate on the ground gotcha but it won't accumulate on the ground until it's below that 32 degree mark talking about fahrenheit here if anyone's listening from any other countries (laughs) we do fahrenheit not celsius not celsius celsius it would be zero degrees right right so so that is and then it's it's gonna gonna be cold uh, uh, yep and then it's gonna keep going it's gonna snow on friday um with two to four inches possible of accumulation Wow. Um, and then Friday night, it's going to probably, oh, it's going to snow again Friday night. So with another two inches possible accumulation. We're going to have some serious snow going. So we could potentially Here. have, what, eight inches of accumulation? Wow. That's going to um, be pretty epic. I doubt it, but it's possible. Right, right. And then by Friday night, it'll be gone. S- Saturday, it'll be sunny, high near 38, and uh, it'll just be cloudy and sunny. Yeah, so it'll probably stick around for a little bit, but then dissipate. So we'll have we'll have a we'll have a classic Arizona Prescott area, Prescott Quad City area snowstorm. Snowstorm. Snows. So this, it gets cold, and then it all melts, and it goes back to normal. So this is a possible white Thanksgiving. Yep, it's a first for me. Uh, first for me too, I think. So, so hey, um, we crossed a threshold. We yesterday. did. Uh, we are at. Over a hundred likes on Facebook. Excellent. So, um, I'm holding a sign that says "applause." Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was very good. Two claps. Yeah. Two claps. Um, so, thank you everybody on Facebook that that liked us and and uh, and those of you that have shared the posts. We really appreciate it. Um, we are still working on uh, the iTunes and the Google Play. I've got. Um, it's up for review for iTunes. They take their sweet time on letting everybody know whether or not they can get on to the. The podcast over there, and then um, we are uh, we're still working on the Google Play. I can't. I've been having a hard time getting the uh, podcast side of Google Play to to load. So, did you call IT? Uh, they told me to turn it off and turn it back on again. Did it work? No. Did you so call them back? I did, and they told me to turn it off and turn it back on again, and then they told me to plug it in first. And then you told them the power was out. Right, and that's why I had a flashlight trying to find the power cord on the ah, back of my computer. Got it. So, so thank you everyone who's given us the likes and shared us out. We really appreciate it. I hope you guys are enjoying uh, the uh, the fun information, the banter, and the conversation. <clears throat> um, so, what next? Uh, something completely different. And now for something completely different. 
No. Um, okay. Yeah, actually, no. Let's uh, let's do this. I've got a I've got a unique story here. Um, I saw this post on Facebook the other day, and uh, and um, it just brings up a. It makes you, it's it's one of those ones that warms you hot, you know. It warms your heart. <clears throat> Indeed. So, this was uh, it was a uh, I'm sure it was a story at some point, uh, but it oh, was yeah, turned so into a meme. So um, it's a picture of a um, uh, 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 what like a Finding Nemo fish? Yeah, they're called um, a clownfish. A clownfish, um, and it's a it's actually a beanie baby, um, and it says, "This is Chester." When I was in Afghanistan, I got a care package from one of those adopt-a-soldier quote-unquote programs that lets families send care packages to service men and women who are deployed overseas. Anyway, I got this care package, and it came with the usual stuff, baby wipes, crackers, peanut butter, the dad threw in a pack of cigarettes, and there was some jerky. But then there was also this little beanie baby goldfish and a handwritten note from a seven-year-old little girl that said, Dear Soldier, I hope you're doing well. I'm sorry you have to miss Thanksgiving with your family. This is, this is my friend Chester. He keeps me safe from monsters, but I think you need him more than I do. I hope he keeps you safe from monsters you're fighting. Take good care of him for me. And the very end, it says, you bet your butt that this little fish was in his pocket every time he went on patrol. So um, it made me cry earlier. I'm, I'm being professional now and not crying. Um, I got a little tear, though. You can you can let it out, Luke. It's okay. I, is this a safe place? No, but you okay. can let it out anyway. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, thank you. Thank you to all the first responders, um, anybody who's working on Thanksgiving and, and the police and the fire and and, uh, and the ambulance workers and those working in the hospitals, and uh, especially to our soldiers that are, that are out Indeed. missing their families and um, wishing they could be home. We cherish our freedom very, very much, and we are very grateful for what you, uh, for what you do for we us. We are very grateful. So thank you. Thank you to you guys. And... Uh, there you know i don't know how much more you can say for a for a serviceman or woman it's just other than just thank you so much you know and try and be that person that's worth fighting and dying for absolutely try being that person um and that you know we could go into a whole long discussion over people who are not but i try to be one of those they're still worthy of fighting they are still worthy of fighting for because that is how freedom works yes it is so um all right uh, let's see here. Um, let's do some history. But first. I, I don't want to do history, but first. I want to just do history. The bottom of the hour. Oh, are we at the actual bottom of the hour? We are now. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is the bottom of the hour. We are pod bros. We're in the cod, uh, the quad city areas. Not the, uh, not city, the areas. city areas. We don't have fish. Uh, we do have fish. It's in lakes. We don't have... Man-made lakes. Man-made lakes. Well, no. Lynx Lake is is Lynx Lake man-made? man-made. Oh, it's man-made. Are there any natural lakes around here? No, no. So we only have man-made lakes here yes. in, in the northern Arizona area. I think in most of Arizona they're all man-made lakes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. That's kind of cool. Um, that means that we just employ a lot of dams. Yep. So, anyway, um, lots of fish. Uh, in the area, in man-made lakes, but this is the Quad City areas. Indeed. Uh, so that is Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino, Dewey, Paulden, I believe, or uh, Dewey, Dewey Humboldt, Dewey Humboldt, and then pa- Chino Paulden. Chino Paulden. Chino Paulden. Which are two separate yeah, places. Yeah. Paulden isn't part of that. I right? don't actually know where I live. I just ramble, and uh, things come out. Yes, so, I um, noticed that. So, uh, so Thanksgiving. 
um, and the pilgrims. Oh, we're going to talk about more Thanksgiving Yes, let's stuff. talk okay, about cool. more Thanksgiving stuff because it is the day tomorrow, um, and it is the countdown to, uh, I don't know where the name Turkey Day came from. Um, I understand that it's... It is it's, the day uh, we consume turkey. It is the day that we and consume turkey. And traditionally... But, but it's the day of thanks, is it not? Yes, it is. And I think that the I think that the reason that's happened is because at Christmas time, uh, people consume a variety of, of uh, different things. Although traditionally at Christmas time, you ate... Uh, I thought it was a goose. A goose, yeah. A roasted goose. A have goose. you ever had roasted goose? I've not had goose. I have had duck. You actually asked me that the other day. Did and I, I ask you that the other day? to answer it. So you're answering. So that. my answer is no. I have not had have goose. Not. I've had duck. Duck is good. Have you had duck? No, I don't think I've had yeah, duck, duck either. Duck is pretty good. We should do duck. We could do a chicken. Stuffed inside of a duck? Inside of a turkey. It's, what? I think that's called a turducken. No, because it's a Cornish game. I thought it was a Cornish game hen. I think you can do it with a Cornish game hen. Yeah, but how small of a chicken are you trying to get well, here? Well, a chicken, a Cornish game <gasps> hen is a chicken. Okay, so I'm not up on my foul, um, so uh, I'm not. <laughs> this is such a foul conversation. This is a foul conversation all of a sudden. <laughs> Good grief. So, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. So, um, the Pilgrims. Uh, where did we, what were we talking about yesterday? We were talking well, about we the. Talked about the, we talked about the three days yes, of feasting that they that, did. We talked about that on Monday. We did. We talked yeah. about that on Monday. Yeah. No, we talked more about the, uh, the consumption of turkey yesterday. Yeah, we did. We really did the consumption. So let's let's discuss a little bit more of the um, the relationship, let's say, between the pilgrims and the uh, the Indians. When okay. They, uh, when they they came, Native know, Americans, they, first worlders. Uh, <laughs> depending sure. on depending on what your uh, persuasion is, uh, depending on what um, you know what tickles your fancy your uh, your snowflake your snowflake oh yeah. your snowflake okay. tickles your snowflake because i i say indians okay um, well i say usually say indian as, as well i'm not very politically correct you know i've had to change a few things um some of the jobs i've had of them i've gotten i've almost actually gotten fired from certain you know from certain jobs but um for using the wrong language anyway uh, but moving on we're gonna move on from that moving on before so, i incriminate myself even more um the the relationship between the the pilgrims and the uh, and the Indians on the East Coast uh, is actually kind of interesting because the uh, the uh, the groups that were there were very um, they were very hesitant because of like I said uh, the other day they were very hesitant because of the uh, negative interactions they had had in the past with uh, the white man. Right? Okay, you're right, yeah. So um, they actually, you know, there was not a lot of interaction at the beginning. They kind of were just observing them, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, and it wasn't until after the first winter that uh, <coughs> they, they, uh, they made their Brian, first, sorry. they made their first overtures. And it actually wasn't uh, Squanto who first was the one who talked to them. It was one of the other ones. Was it Pocahontas? The, no, that's oh. Jamestown, Virginia. Oh, okay. Happening around the same time period. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, down in Virginia, not up in uh, uh, the New England area. Oh, gotcha. So uh, it was. So it wasn't until a little bit later that Squanto ended up joining the, you know, joining with the, the pilgrims. Um, and what's interesting is that 
his name was actually not Squanto. Really? Squanto is actually, um, when he said his name, the guy who he was talking to only was, heard, hard of, was hard of hearing. Only heard Squanto. And okay. thought, uh, he thought he said uh, Squantum. And then he was like, no, it's Tusquantum, because that was his Native American name. And it's then he's like, oh, Squanto. And that was just, it became his name. And uh, what's interesting is that the tribe that he was part of, which was actually not his native tribe, they actually, um, they encouraged him to keep that name. That's part of the reason why he ended up keeping it and not, telling, not correcting them again. Okay. And the reason was, was that he, uh, Squanto, had actually lost his entire tribe. Really? They were actually wiped out by the plague. Okay. Just completely wiped out his entire tribe. His, and he survived how? Well, he was he was captured when he was a young man. Right. And was uh, taken as a slave to uh, Spain. And so while his while his uh, while his family was being infected by the plague and being wiped out, he um, he was able to obviously escape the plague i guess would be the right way to say it but it's kind of a crazy story his uh his life he went he went started in spain then uh couldn't stay there because of some issues went to france uh stayed in a in a, in a monastery with uh french monks oh my gosh i'm sorry i have something stuck in my throat <clears throat> you, are you better now a little bit yeah Okay, good. We'll see how that turns out. Um, so he was he was in a, a monastery with French monks, and that's actually where he learned all of the uh, the techniques he used for helping the pilgrims. Really, with their, you know with the you know the the uh, fertilizing and everything, which originally a lot of people accredited that knowledge to the natives, which right. is actually yeah, inaccurate. I, it's actually that, very inaccurate because the native groups did not do any planting. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I I mean, that's what uh, we were always taught. They would actually, I mean, they would, in a manner of speaking, but most of what they did was wild harvesting. Oh, okay. So, like, for example, there, you know, there's there's wild rice that grows right. in different areas of, of the East Coast. And what they would do is they would harvest a portion of the rice and then would let the rest, they would knock the rest of it to the ground. And let it just let And then they would just leave it. And it would, and then it would grow more wild it would rice. Grow more wild rice. And so they they didn't really have any farming techniques. It was actually what he learned in France, was what allowed him to. Uh, so the French are good for something. Well, the French monks are good for something. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Sorry, I'm not picking on French people. <laughs> it sounds like you are. Just a little bit. Okay, maybe a lot. Okay. Well, anyway, well, we, uh, you know we're. We don't have any French in us, do we? I don't think I don't so. Think so. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not picking on any French people. It's just a. I wanted to interject. I mean, I, I don't know any of this stuff, so I just wanted to. So you're just gonna talk crap about the French? <laughs> I don't know about anything, so I'm just gonna you know <laughs> gonna talk crap about stinking the French. French people. Dang frogs! What the heck? <laughs> Fro- frogs? Yeah, frogs. Oh right, uh, uh, flushed away. No. No, they, they actually call them frogs. They call French people frogs. Yeah, that's, I think it's I think it's something that came from the British. I think the British are the ones who call them frogs. I find everyone's pain funny, funny but my own. I'm French. I'm French. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know why. 
I'm not oh, sure why okay. they call them frogs. But. Now that you say that, that makes the scene in Flushed Away so where all funnier. the frogs show up so as French people so much funny, Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, see? So I'm even learning something on this show. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, I am sorry. I did not mean to derail you on that. It's but all now good. I'm glad to know that French people are called frogs, and now I need to do some research on what other people are called. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can, can continue on the uh, on the on the uh, on the history lesson here of um, on why Tesquantum um, uh, knew how to plant. So he he learned how to how to how to grow plants and fertilize them with uh, fish remains from the French, which actually worked out really well because um, in uh, in New England. Where the where the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, uh, in that area, yeah, they uh, had a, a huge amount of cod fish. Ah, we're back to the codfish. Hence the term Cape Cod, which I thought was really funny that you mentioned that because I knew I was going to come around to this awesome. when I was talking about it, which is which is why I thought it was really funny and I made a big deal about it earlier. Great. So that's actually a big part of Cape it. Cod and is because of the codfish. Because of codfish. And just a little side note while yeah. we're talking about Cape Cod and the codfish. The during the American uh, War for Independence, um, when they had the uh, the Boston Tea Party, Paul Revere and a bunch of patriots dressed yes. up like Indians and stormed onto British ships and threw all the tea into the water, right, to protest the uh, the tax on tea, correct, that the, yeah. ca- that the Crown implemented the taxation without representation. Yes. yes, the fish that were caught in the water after that. For months and months afterwards, tasted like British tea. Wow. Okay. So I just okay. That's great. It's just a, you know, it's it's a little side a little note, something, little, little something, something, little side history. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you know, that's he he helped them a lot, and that was part of the reason why they were able to yield such a huge harvest because they actually brought materials with them for growing they brought corn with them right from from england because the the corn in the u.s is actually um or the type of corn that's in the u.s is not the same as the corn from england the corn we actually eat which is white corn okay or sweet corn i guess you could call it is actually a variation of a of a, of a corn that's from europe uh it's much bigger the uh the american corn is very is, is a little bit smaller Okay. And multicolored. Okay. You get yeah, a little bit makes, more yeah, of a get variation some, of color. You get some different colors. So that's why you can there, get yeah. like the blue corn, which is actually a legitimate thing. Blue corn. I thought they dyed that. Nope. There they don't actually, do drops of blue food coloring? They in do the, to, get, the... to get the color that intense, but there is actually blue corn. Wow. That is actually that weird color. Wow. There's, there's brown corn. There's red corn. Wow. There's actually a whole array of corn colors. Um, but... They had used basic their basic understanding of um, genetic changing genetics by breeding right through in the corn, which is came from a monk. Did that? That was with the peas. Wow. Okay. So he was he's the father. Uh, I don't remember what his name is right now, but he's the father of modern genetics. Wow. Um, and he was actually breeding uh, uh, bean pu- bean plants, and he would get ones that were green or yellow or green and yellow. And different lengths and stuff like that. So they were able to create what's white corn. And, of course, it's been modified since then. 
and uh, some might say has been ruined, but we won't talk about Monsanto right now. Yeah, no, no, we're, we're going to avoid that one. So Mainly because I want to live a little bit longer than, you know, just this week. Should I go back and edit that part out? No, we'll leave it in there. Just re- we'll see what happens. I, I could redact it a little bit. Redact it. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, the, uh, he, he was a huge help to them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another little side note, which is very interesting, is that um, the, uh, the benefit that he brought to the pilgrims was then ultimately brought back to the the Indians because they were able to then trade food supplies okay with the natives for pelts and different things like that and the native american groups were actually able to thrive even more because they had access to larger quantities of food oh okay that makes sense because the limited amount of food that they had was uh in a manner of speaking limiting their population growth and so because of the increase of food, because of the increase of production of food, they were ultimately able to thrive better. Gotcha. And they actually created a, a pretty phenomenal alliance with each other that was, temp- you know, that was it, was, it was strained over time. You had King Philip's War and stuff later on. But for the most part, they had a very strong relationship with each other. Okay. That continued on for years and years and years. Wow. And I, I think that there are still some of the tribe of that original tribe left there. Wow. In new in the New England area. That is really interesting. So that's awesome. Well, that was your history lesson um, for today on uh, brought to you by Pod Bros, uh, the bro Nick. Indeed. Um, who is the history buff out of the two of us and actually uh, was studying to become a history professor um, and is still studying to become a history teacher and will someday I'm sure end up doing that so I've got some uh, I got some interesting stuff here um, just I, for I don't some... know how I feel about the sweater vests though for for history professors yeah I might do like the the long sleeve one with the patch on the on the elbow oh the patch on the elbow yeah those are always I, great I'm not I'm not sure I haven't decided yet which one I'm gonna do well I mean I think the rule is you have to wear at least one at some point. one or the other yeah well see the problem is that I really like like classy vests well, then I think go with classy vests like and be turn that of the classy. Century? Yeah, like, be the like 19th, with a, 20th century. With a watch chain and a yeah, watch, with a watch chain, and a yeah, pocket watch. I love pocket watches. Yeah, absolutely. I have like four or five of them. Oh, wow. So. Well, that I mean, I think then that's the best bet then is to, to go with a classy vest so and be go, that history I'll professor. I'll be that history professor. Um, can you wear a monocle? I'm not a big fan of monocles. Okay, fair enough. I, I think they look kind of cheesy. Um, I think that the. You don't want to look like the uh, the Monopoly guy? Well, I look like the Monopoly. Well. The, the bald head. Yeah, I think so. you would look more like the Monopoly guy. Although, with the way my body is right now, if I wore, like, the vest with, like, the coat and tails and a top hat... Ooh, there you go. I'd probably look like one of those, like, wealthy aristocrat bankers from uh-huh. the turn of the century. Yes. And yes. I could, you know, talk about how the uh, the poor man is, is causing issues and whatnot, but I, I'm not that guy. So. We, all, we all know how much the poor man is causing issues. Um... So, now that we're done with that, let's move on. This is moving on. Um, so, uh, just a quick plug here. Uh, this is the Quad City Areas, and it's the holiday season. We got Thanksgiving tomorrow, um, and then the next holiday we got is Christmas, and it's awesome. Correct. And so, um, coming up in Prescott, we've got a number of really, really cool things. Uh, the Acker Night 
uh, sh- music showcase. Oh yeah, which awesome. is pretty stinking cool. Indeed, um, is this fr- is coming up Friday, December thirteenth, uh, uh, this uh, two thousand nineteen. Right from five thirty to eight thirty, and the opening ceremony starts at about five. I've never actually been to the opening ceremony, but I have been to Akronite just about every every year, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we've done a couple of things. Uh, just helped with some sound stuff this year. Sound Bros is actually not. Um, doing any sound for any uh, any groups, we are just going to be down and out and about at Acker Night, um, hanging out with some friends and um, just walking around, listening to some good music and enjoying and, the and epic enjoying Christmas the music. epic Christmas music and the atmosphere. I mean, it's just a super fun atmosphere on Acker. Actually, Night, so. just just downtown Prescott in the holiday season. in the holiday season. Yeah. Once you get past. The courthouse lighting, which is on the seventh, which is on the seventh. Yep, and that and was going to be my next touch. Was the I, I kind of figured lighting. you were yep. going there, so I figured yep. I'd, I'd jump in. Indeed. So, um, when does it start? Uh, the courthouse lighting. Uh, let's see here. So Saturday, December seventh, at one p.m. to eight p.m. So the parade begins at one, and the lighting ceremony begins at six p.m. Right, because that's when it starts getting dark, Correct. and then they. Typically read the Christmas story. Yes, and it and, is pretty awesome. And at each section of the Christmas story that they read, they light up a different section of the of the courthouse. It's it's, it's pretty it's phenomenal. Pretty, it's pretty cool. And then all of the if you've never been to downtown Prescott during the courthouse lighting, make the trek. It's it's make totally worth it. It's worth it. Totally if you've never been it. downtown Prescott during Acker Night, make the trek. It's um it's a lot of fun. It's it's just beautiful. It's homey. Um, don't they? Don't they also have like they have like choirs from all around the the schools and stuff? They sing. They at sing the, at, at the, the lighting. At yes. the lighting and yep. everything. They fill up the whole uh, on the Bucky O'Neill side. Right. They all fill the up all of the steps and yep. uh, and sing and it's it's pretty epic. It's, it's pretty good it's, stuff. It's awesome. It's pretty good it's stuff. Pretty cool. So so coming up, Christmas in Prescott, which we are Prescott. We are Arizona's Christmas city. So, um, and that is uh, that is good stuff there. So then on top of that. Uh, Along with uh, the events that are officially sponsored by the city of Prescott, on the 7th as well, up the street from the courthouse, there will be a adaptation of A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, wow. Called A Puppet's Christmas Carol. That's fantastic. And it will be at the 180. Uh, that's what? 422 West Gurley Street? Correct. And, that's and that's, r- it's right across from Charlotte. From Charlotte Hall Museum. Awesome. And it that's going to be pretty cool. I think. Uh, what it, time does it start? I think it starts at seven. Okay. And uh, is there is there a cost for it? Nope. It's free. It's totally free. free. And they're going to have probably hot chocolate and cider and stuff. And so the Muppets Christmas Carol, which is one of the best Absolutely. Christmas movies Absolutely. ever. Um, and they're doing they're so they're doing a live adaptation of it. A live adaptation. So of they're going to have puppets up on stage on stage with live, with actors. live actors. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. And one of uh, one half of Sound Bros Productions will be there. Um, so if you want to, if you want to run into pod bros or sound bros, they'll be there as well. Um, and, uh, and that'll be pretty cool. It, so, it's going to be pretty awesome. So you should definitely check that's that Saturday. That's, that's on the, that's on that Saturday. So, and, it, lighting. and it starts at seven. So you'll be able to catch the courthouse lighting, walk right up the street. It's not more than a half mile. Yep. Um, and, uh, and catch them up at Christmas Carol there. That's going to be pretty sweet. It's going to be sweet. That's a sweet deal. I think so. Um, Hey, we just planned your Christmas outing Indeed. for you. So, speaking of Christmas, I, I came across well, this wait, story. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. One more thing. I forgot about one more thing. Okay. The uh, the Valley of Lights in Prescott Valley. Oh, right. The Valley of Lights in Prescott which Valley. Which runs... I, uh, they're currently running. I think they're I think, running already. I think they've already They're running already. They run yeah. all the way to 
I think January 1st. Yeah, they run through Christmas. They run all the way through the, Christmas. The and you actually drive through. Or walk. Um, and this now they have the walkthrough. They have the walkthrough. Yep. They have the walkthrough. Um, and on, it's, on, it's designated days. Yeah, though, designated days. Things, yeah. So it is, it's over by uh, Fane Park. Right. Which right. is right behind the bowling alley in Prescott Valley, if, if you know where that is. if you can't find it, if you get onto 69 and you're driving down through Prescott Valley, you will see a giant uh, Christmas lit soldier that is pointing the way. And right. all you have to do is follow the signs. And it, it'll be right by the uh, the car wash that's there now. And it is free. It is free. Um, but they do ask for a donation for at the end. Yep. Um, and it is well worth I have donated a couple of years in a row. Um, every time I go through, I always throw a little something in it's there. It's pretty legit. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, they, it's always dark. Uh, it's always the best time to go through is is in the dark and with, you know, if you can run in. Turn with, your lights with, off. Turn your lights off and just kind of slowly cruise through, you know. If it's you can about, go through, the best I've I ever had. I think it's had. about an hour. Uh, it's, about a, uh, uh, it's about a mile, right? It's about a mile. Sorry, not an hour. hour. Gosh. <laughs> it's a long drive. No, it's about a mile. Uh, but yeah. it winds back and around and it's uh, it's on a private road. It's pretty cool. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. And, you know, I've, I've, I've seen the best when you go through it. By yourself when you go through it without any other cars, right? Yeah, of course. Because then you can take your time and not have to worry about someone maybe driving through with their lights on. Yeah, and if you take your, uh, you know, if you take your family through and it's just you playing some Christmas cool. music in the car, it's just, cool. it's just cool. Or, or take your spouse, you know, or your or your girlfriend, mm. um, or your boyfriend if you're a girl, um, you know, in, in the audience. Go on a date. Yeah, go on a date. Take take you know, drive it's a cheap, lights. cheap date. Yeah, there you, know? you go. Um, why spend money on a date when you can go just enjoy each other's company, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. I think yeah, that's the for that's sure. the better deal. So, um, Christmas story. On, Chris, well, it, it's based on Christmas music. Okay, so I'm right, gonna I'm, ready. I'm gonna preface this with I call BS. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So wow, psychologist, you're just, you're just totally gonna just. Throw oh, it I'm out gonna there throw right it out there. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep, because cool, cool, I think cool, this cool, lady's cool, off her flipping cool, rocker. Cool, cool, so, cool, 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 very cool, very cool. So, psychologist warns that too much Christmas music is bad for your brain. I'm going to totally call BS right okay, now, see? too. And that's why I said it. Um, as, and, and then, of course, the, uh, the the rest of it says, as if spending time with family, traveling, and shopping for presents wasn't stressful enough. And I think I think the premise for this story is that they're just missing the... They're missing the whole point of the season. So it says, uh, it says Mariah Carey, Darlene Love, and Bing, and Bing Crosby are making you depressed. Well, listening to their Christmas songs and nauseam might be. According to a, Brit- a British... British clinical psychologist Linda Blair. Blair says that holiday songs can remind people of their holiday stresses, all of the things they need to do before the holiday season ends, and it can be exhausting. You're simply spending all of your energy trying not to hear what you're hearing, she told Digital Music News. Now, it is important, and it says it in this, it is important to note that the effects of Christmas music specifically have yet to be studied, but the impact on uh, of music more generally has been proven time and time again. Blah 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 blah. So I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's a bunch of drivel. I'm going to say that that's BS too. What? That the it effects hasn't of been music. Studied? No, the effects of music. No, it says the effects of Christmas music hasn't been studied. No, but after that, it said that. Um, but the impact of music more generally has been proven time and time again. What impact of music? Well, that's how you write an article like this when you're trying to put an agenda And that's why I'm saying BS. Exactly. Because depending on what kind of music you listen to in general depends on your, on your state. And for me, I've noticed that people who dislike Christmas music usually listen to the same kinds of music. Correct. And it's usually very dark music to begin with. Right, yeah, it's negative to begin with. It's negative music yeah. that they're listening to already. Yeah. And so, of course, they don't like Christmas music because Christmas music is about 
God sending his son to earth to die for our sins, which is awesome. It, yeah, and, and saving us from, from hell. I mean, that that is awesome, right? No, absolutely. That's... Well, and, and I, you know what I think, and, and we learned this a couple of years ago, right? So we had some traumatic stuff happen in our family um, about about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the Christmas season took a little bit of a different, um, it took a, a little bit of a different light. I think we began to understand a little bit more um, of how people can be depressed during the Christmas season and why and why you could have that. But at the same time, um, you know, and we all experience that. And I, I'm going to say it's still my favorite time of the year. I think it's my favorite time of the year. And it's more, more my favorite. now yeah. because of that than it ever was before. Because now we have a, a, a deeper understanding of, of family and, and just... The blessing of, of well, Christ and and you know not to not to talk specifically about the situation, but the situation that was you know it was it was traumatic, but the Christmas story was pretty traumatic. It really was. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. Okay, pack up all your stuff. You have to go back to your hometown, which is. Hundreds of miles away, which you know, mind to you, to pay hun- your taxes. Hundreds of miles away to, on a, on a camel to pay your taxes. To pay, oh right, to pay taxes. No, to pay which your is taxes, garbage to the occupying government. Right, right. That's it, not that's, even that's horrible. It's not even voluntary. It's right. not even you know, like our system of government is voluntary for the yeah. most part. Yeah, yeah for yeah, the yeah. most part. No, no, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. You know, and so it's like, yeah, okay. This occupying force is forcing you to go back to your city of your of your of your parents' birth to pay taxes. Right, not even your birth, your parents' birth. Right. So if you you know, you could be shoot, where could you be? So I mean, for us, we would have to go back to New Jersey. That's what, three twenty five hundred miles? Yeah. Almost three thousand miles. Wow. We would have to travel. It's eighteen hundred miles. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Anyway, it's a waste. On camel. On a camel. To pay your taxes. Just to pay taxes. That's crappy. Right? Super I mean, crappy. I, 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 yeah. And that's a bummer. And yet, and yet he still did it because he, and then, because he loved it. No, and then, I, let, let me continue here. Because, the, I mean, the Christmas story is full of terrible stuff. Okay, all right. You get there, there's no hotel rooms. None. You get to this one hotel room, you go to this one hotel, and this guy is generous enough to put you in the barn. With, and that was generous. And that was him being generous of you. And he probably gave you a discounted rate, but made you still pay for it. Right, right. Yeah, to be got, in the barn. We've got room for you, but you've got to... It's pretty crappy. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, your wife is pregnant. About to have a kid. Which means you walked that entire direction and she rode. And she rode on the camel because yeah, yeah. you're the chivalrous man. Yeah, absolutely. And she's going to ride on the yeah, camel. Absolutely. So you get there. You're in the barn. It's, I mean, at least it's a, you know, it's a warm, dry place, at yeah. least. Yeah. You know, you're, you're in a cave. But you're surrounded by stinky, smelly but you're animals. Sti- yeah, you're surrounded by stinky animals, and then you have a kid in this unsanitary environment. And you have nowhere to put him, so you put him in the food trough. Because it's the cleanest spot. Because it's the cleanest spot, because it's probably been licked clean by all the animals. Right. You know, when you put it in that light, that's just terrifying. It's awful. That is awful. And then, and then, this is even better than that. So then, after all this terrible stuff happens, you decide, you know what? Let's stay here. I don't want to travel back. Let's just stay here and live here. It'll be easier for us to live here. Right. So you live here for two years in this place that you had to move to because of your taxes. Because of taxes. And then, the 
the uh, the king decides, I'm going to kill all of the kids who are under two. So you have to flee for your life out of the country. So you travel. Yeah, you don't even get to leave just to another town. You actually have to go out, out of, of the, the country. country. So, so, you know, just for perspective here, you go from Arizona to New Jersey, however long that is. Then you have to flee down to Mexico and live there with no money. With no money. You just got to go. You got to go. You don't know anyone. It's a foreign land. It, it's just terrible. I mean, this is a terrible, horrible situation. And yet, the angel showed up and told the shepherds This that is a blessing. The king of the Jews has been born. Awesome. The Messiah has come. Awesome. It, it's amazing. It's awesome. And they show up and worship the king. And then... The wise men show up after following a star for two and a half years from the other side of the world. This is just incredible stuff. And they here. and not only do they just show up to worship the king, they bring money, they bring medicine for you to function in the foreign country you have in, to in the run away country to that you're running away to. Because frankincense and myrrh is perfume and spices. Right, which are used, which are used in in medicinal in stuff, medicinal or uses. can be sold for more money. And gold, they brought gold with them. Yeah, because yeah, you do. So, you know, it's, somebody didn't it's, bring a tie. It's this, <laughs> or soap on a rope, <laughs> soap on a or rope. a toaster. Sorry. That's an inside joke. My apologies. So you know, this epic provision provided, and ultimately, the the epicness of, you know, years later. He, he has his epic, Jesus has his epic ministry, dies on the cross. For our sins, yeah. Takes our sin upon himself, raises from the dead. All because of Christmas. It's all because of Christmas. That's, what, that's what's so awesome about Christmas. And so, and so even though we have, you know, hard times during Christmas and, and this story is Christmas music is so horrible for you. When you understand the base of Christmas, right? Why Christmas is so great. I mean, I listen to Christmas music year round, all year long, all year long. So, so we love Christmas, and that so, is, and so, so in honor of tomorrow, I am thankful for Christmas and Christmas music. Awesome, all year long. Awesome, <laughs> you got me beat on that one. I don't even know. I, I, I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful for where I am right now. I mean, this uh, yeah, is just this is awesome. This is awesome. I mean, so, uh, so, so let's finish off with. I've got one one story. Okay. This one's a little bit, I mean, just off the cuff. I mean, boy, we covered a lot today, and it was good stuff. So um, you know how you, you deal with the government? Right. You protest. Yeah. Right? And some people, some people lose well, their minds, peace. and some people peacefully. You're supposed to peacefully protest. But villagers in Britain, okay, they protest a much better way than anyone I've ever heard of. Okay, I'm ready. So villagers fill potholes with rubber ducks. <laughs> In possibly the most British protest ever. So fed up residents in Steeple Austin in Ox Oxfordshire put over a hundred rubber ducks in rain filled potholes in an attempt to draw attention to them, reports the BBC. That is fantastic. The picture is absolutely wonderful. Let's it is this. a it is a picture of the street <laughs> full of rubber ducks. Like rubber ducky, you're the one, right? Oh my god. In potholes all down the street. Locals accused council officials of ducking the issue. Oh and, clever. And claim that the holes pose an injury risk and have been ignored for too long. 
It's not the first time people have used ingenious methods to complain uh, to the council about potholes. Um, in in other places, they've uh, painted things on the ground and done different things to bring attention to the. Did potholes, they ask so. the council to present a new bill? Because <laughs> it's the for ducks. filling the dot. Yeah, very good. Okay, that okay. was that was good. Thank you. That was good. Okay. So uh, we are uh, we are at the end of our time for today. We'll leave you with that. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Indeed. Um, we are going to do uh, a possible um, show tomorrow. I think what we're going to do is we're going to set up our uh, our setup here in the kitchen while we cook for Indeed. Thanksgiving. And um, just to have it be a little bit fun, um, we're going to wash and dry it and uh, and see what happens. And see what happens. So uh, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to let that run for we, tomorrow and see what happens. Some, and we may have some special guests. We might tomorrow. have some special join guests us tomorrow. During, join us during um, the uh, the preparation during uh, the the food preparation of Thanksgiving, which, so, which has actually already begun. It we has actually started actually, last has, night. We with did the start preparation. Last night, yeah. And uh, and we're going to continue we're after gonna continue this today. today. So uh, thank you, everyone. Once again, this is Pod Bros in the Quad City areas. Give us a like on Facebook. Download uh, download us on Podbean. Hopefully soon up on on iTunes. And as soon as I can figure out Google, Google Play, we'll have it up on Google Play. If anyone so. knows how to help Luke, feel free to post. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll go publicly ahead and post. <laughs> Um, and uh, join the conversation. We've got a couple of new pictures up there. Uh, the question is whether or not it is a head or a thumb or a with thumb. headphones. Indeed. So uh, give us a you know give us a question there. Throw us some ideas. Um, thank you once again, everybody, for joining us on this ridiculous journey. Indeed. I'm Nick, and I'm Luke, and we are Podbean, and we are Podbean Pod Bros, Pod Bros on Podbean on Podbean on Podbean. We're not Podbean. So uh, stay alive that out there. That sounds really weird. <laughs> we're okay, yeah. Podbean. I think we're stay, done. Stay alive. Okay. Okay, bye.